What's up, everyone? It's Casey Jiskler here. It's Play by Play. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. It's game day in Louisiana. We cannot wait for what's lying ahead. It is a prep football game day. We've got games up and down the area, including one you'll be able to hear right here on 102.7 FM at 1600 AM KLEB. You got South LaFouche taking on Thibodeau. Our broadcast will be sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company. Advanced Eye Institute, State Form Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Fun show coming your way today. Very, very fun show coming your way today. And we thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here today, the Blue Boot Foundation. Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. So, let's talk. There was a lot of high school football that was played around the state last night. Let's get to the state scoreboard because there were some results of local interest and also state interest. Captain Shreve defeats Calvary Baptist 27-14. Denham Springs defeats Glen Oaks 42-6. In a game that was of local interest, one of two games locally <clears throat> that were played last night, you got Wes Jefferson beating HL Bourgeois 24-20. HL Bourgeois was in this game throughout. They had the lead throughout. They had opportunities to win throughout, but at the end of the day, the dam breaks and Wes Jefferson gets the 24-20 win over HL Bourgeois. Uh, Pearl River defeats Liberty 31-29. to Big win for Pearl River. By the way, y'all, we're going to have Chandler Guichos at 1145. We're going to have Brian Curall, Golden Meadow Middle School football at noon, and Damian St. Pierre at 1215. Weekend predictions at 1230. And then our betting picks at 1245. I should have gotten to that before getting into the scoreboard. Got a little excited. Our old buddy Dennis Skeins, his crew fell last night to Southside 35-33. to Southside's a good football team. That Cecilia ran with them so closely is likely an indication that Cecilia is pretty damn good too. It's thirty-five to thirty-three. Southwood defeats Woodlawn Shreveport eight to nothing. The other game of local interest last night: John F. Kennedy defeats Terrebonne sixteen to thirteen. A tough, tough, hard-fought loss for Terrebonne. From what I understand, from following that game on Twitter, obviously wasn't there, but was following it from a reporter who was. Um, that was a close game, very competitive game, uh, and it it, it could have went. Any given way, but Terrebonne actually falls 16-13 to 13 in that one. Uh, we also had, let's see on the local scoreboard, Abramson defeats Collegiate of Baton Rouge 20-18. Beauchamp defeats Port Barry 24 to nothing. Let's see what else. I think that about sums up the local scoreboard or the statewide scoreboard. Let's see. Denham Springs defeats Glen Oaks 42-6 if I didn't get to that one. Church Point defeats Kinder 44-36. And... Um, let's do, uh, that's it right there. Yeah, White Castle. That's the one I was looking for the whole time. White Castle defeats Capital 
48 to 26. So those are some statewide scores. Not a whole lot of games on Thursday this week, but there were enough to ruffle some feathers. Now, on the local middle school level, we also had some results go final last night. EDY defeats Lockport 21 to 6. LCO defeats Sixth Ward 52 to 14. Couple of notes about LCO and Sixth Ward. First and foremost, Sixth Ward ain't bad, y'all. They've got a dude. They got a little quarterback they could really throw. They've got a a good little spread offense running the pistol. Um, they've got a little offense there that, that, that can move the football. They gave LCO some problems. That was a closer game. Like at the end, they got away from six ward, but for a while, for about a quarter and a half, two quarters, that was a closer game than what this lofty final score would indicate. They were hitting plays down the field. They were, you know, throwing slants and they were getting their passing game going a little bit and giving LCO problems. But then LCO made some adjustments and in the second half, just started smoldering i mean just started sitting on sixth ward they were jumping the routes getting interceptions forcing turnovers they get a 52 to 14 win over sixth ward and take good care of business um big day from carter cantrell shout out to him this kid that i coached when he played bitty basketball did some really 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 big things ed white 21 to 6 over logport was talking to coach allen with logport that was a game that was also altered by rain um logport just never really was able to get going uh rain delay um caused some issues, and from what I understand, the EDY passing game uh, was what allowed them to have some success. They hit a couple of fly patterns, and they get a 21-6 to victory over Lockport. Lockport's still really good now, and EDY's really good, too. That was a matchup of two solid teams, but clearly out in front, LCO is the lead dog locally, and they're the team that everybody's chasing, and they got a big win over Six Ward, who wasn't bad last night, but they make a statement putting it on pretty good. Now, tonight, the local high school ranks, we've got Ellender and Country Day. That's at 6.30. We've got Central Lafouche and Vanderbilt at 7, Thibodeau and South Lafouche at 7, South Terrebonne and McDonough at 35 at 7. Well, all the rest of these games are at 7. E.D. White and Hannon, and then also Homa Christian and CCA. I talked a lot about Thibodeau and South Lafouche yesterday. Thibodeau's got to finish drives tonight. If they get close, look, they're going to get yards. If they get close and don't score, it's no good for them. South Lafouche, on the flip side to that, they're going to look to be more methodical. They're going to look to be more slow, more ball control, six, seven, eight-minute drives. If they could control the clock and if they could play and shorten the game, stay ahead of the chains, keep possession of the football, they're going to be in great shape if they could do all of those things. And then conversely to that, on the flip side to that, um, special teams will be a factor. It was an issue for the Tarpons in the opener, right? You fix the extra point bugaboo, but then you allow a kick return for a touchdown. You fix the extra point bugaboo, but then you snap one over the punter's head <coughs> and give St. excuse me, a free touchdown there. Those types of things can't happen if you want to beat a Thibodeau team on the road tonight. So the Tarpons will have to be better in that phase. South Terrebonne and McDonough 35 is a fun one for me. And I haven't really broken down that matchup yet. And I won't hear on the air. I haven't really talked about that matchup here. South Terrebonne is a team that I think is better than what we're realizing here. Um, they fall close to Terrebonne. I think Terrebonne's pretty good. I know, I know you guys know that. I don't think that that was a slouch. I don't think that was a fluke or whatever you want to call it. I think Terrebonne's pretty good. So now South Terrebonne moves into a matchup with McDonough 35. And the one thing that I've heard about McDonough 35 is, remember South Lafouche played them in a spring game, is they have a lot of speed. They have sideline to sideline. We're going to go east and west levels of speed. And if they turn the corner and then get north-south in the open field, look out, you're in trouble. So that'll be one of the things that South Terrebonne will have to contain is they've got to limit the big plays. They've got to keep those athletes in a phone booth. If they let those guys get out of the phone booth and start rolling down the field, you're in big, big trouble, and it ain't going to be any good for anybody. So McDonough 35 in South Terrebonne tonight, that'll be out in Berg. 
And much like the South Lafouche game plan against Thibodeau will be to kind of slow the game down, play more methodically, I think South Terrebonne will have that same approach, try to control the ball, time of possession, all that good stuff, and we'll see how that shakes out. E.D. White and Hannon tonight. I'm not expecting issues for E.D. White tonight. Hannon is going to be a decisive underdog. E.D. White's going to be playing at home. Look, unless if E.D. White's playing a state power, which they got a few on their schedule, right? They've got, you know, they've got some big matchups against some teams that could certainly challenge them. But unless if they're playing like a big-time premier, top-10 state powerhouse-type team, the only way these guys are going to lose is if they make some some mistakes, right? If they turn over the ball, if they give up short fields, if they you know, have some missed tackles or a muff snap or some of the little internal mistakes that could perhaps cost you in a high school game. If they, Unless if they start doing some of those things, I don't see it being an issue tonight. Hannon's coming off of a game in the opener where they didn't play very well, man. They got kicked around a little bit. They they got uh, Chalmette put it on them pretty good. I expect E.D. White will get their ground game going, punch them in the mouth, get them behind the chains and behind the sticks on defense, force them into predictable passing situations, and then just tee off. Just tee off. That's what they do. They get you into the trap of making you play the way that they want to play. And once they've got you in that situation, it's a wrap. It's all she wrote. So that's what E.D. White will be looking to do today against Hannon. And then, of course, Homer Christian and CCA. We broke that one down yesterday. It'll be a matchup if Homer Christian can contain CCA's athletes. They'll have a great shot. If they can't, they'll be chasing the scoreboard. Eleanor and Country Day will be fun. But Jesse came on yesterday with us and sounded really confident, right? Like, sometimes you could just kind of tell when a coach is going into a game and, uh, you know, hopefully we play well. You know, I think we've had a good week of practice. Hope to have a good showing. No, he clearly said, like, bro, like, I think we could go out there and win. Like, we think that they have less speed than us. We think they have less size than us. You know, we understand we're going on the road, but we think we have some strategic advantages we could take advantage of there. I think Ellender is hungry. I think they're frustrated that they've played a couple of poor ones in a row. I think they're going to bounce back today. I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they're going to bounce back and play cleaner football. I think they're going to show us that, hey, on any given Friday, we've got some playmakers, we've got some explosiveness, and we're going to do a really good job to try to keep things on our side. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. When we get back, we're going to Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche High School, Tarpon freshman football coach. He's also the head baseball coach. Not a whole lot of baseball going on, but there's a whole lot of football to talk about. We'll chat with him in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Welcome back to Play by Play here on this Friday. It's Friday at 1145, which means it's time to go on out to South Lafouche High School and chat with Chan Guitros. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, doing great, Case. Yes, sir. You guys took the field on uh, Wednesday, I believe, taking on Thibodeau for the freshman side of things. How did that go, man, taking on a good opponent? I know you guys were looking forward to seeing them again after facing them, I believe, in the Jamboree. Uh, how'd that go for you all? 
hey, look, uh, it went great, actually. You know, that was a team that they probably, in, in a, uh, if we'd have played them two weeks ago in a full game, they scored 20 in a jamboree, so they could have really put it on us in the 40s or so. And we held it to six points this week, man. Uh, so it was a 6-6 six, six tie. Uh, we had opportunities, uh, several opportunities in the red zone to uh, punch in another touchdown. Uh, but uh, we just couldn't get that done. So, um, you know, really, uh, really improved a lot from week one to week two. What were some of the things you guys did better that allowed you to better contain their athletes, man? Was it just, you know, the kids got better reps? I know you guys also said you made some personnel adjustments. Maybe was it a little bit of both things, you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, we we definitely getting better as a team. Uh, you know, the more uh, time we have together, we uh, kind of got off the late start uh, this summer. Uh, but kids are getting better. And uh, personnel change that we made, we were really, really loving our linebackers. Uh, we have two very had two very good ones in Haven Green and Connor Lewis. Uh, but the first time we played against them, our defensive ends are getting blown off the edge six, seven yards off the football. So what we did, we moved our linebackers, our inside linebackers start to those defensive end spots, and our outside linebackers moved to the ends. And we we're going a little bit lighter at the linebacker spot, but a little bit uh, you know a little bit more skill at those defensive end spots. So those uh, jet sweeps and the, those kind of things, those outside runs that Thibodeau likes to do, we were able to shut that down. And, uh, you know, it was tremendously successful. So uh, those two kids have been doing a really great job for us. And, uh, you know, I think those guys are going to get that call up sooner than later. Bro, I saw one of your defensive backs, who's also, I believe, is your quarterback, man, Big T, going up and making a big interception, like soaring through the air, almost kind of quasi one-handed, made a great play, man. He's, he's showing some potential back there at quarterback, but then also in the defensive secondary, too. Yeah, with, uh, with him and Dre Hughes, we typically put those guys in in third-down situations or in red-zone situations, and uh, Terrence had an amazing interception. That was actually on their last drive of the game, um, that if uh, that ball gets by and they score, they win. You know, uh, Terrence was able to make a great play on it. And at the other corner, we have Dre Hughes. Kind of, uh, we, we try to save him as best we can for offense because they also play the JV game after. So those guys played eight quarters of football. Uh, Dre Hughes had three interceptions in that game, so... Uh, those kids are some studs, man, and uh, definitely doing great jobs on those money downs. Goodness gracious. Forcing a bunch, a bunch of turnovers offensively. How'd you guys perform, man? Uh, only get the six points, but, I mean, you controlled the game and were able to get away with a tie. How'd the offense perform? Hey, we move very well. Uh, if uh, We don't do time of possession stats at our level, but, uh, you know, it felt like at least two-thirds of the game we had the ball in our uh, control. So, uh, you know, constantly moving the chains, uh, definitely ran it well inside. And uh, once we got to the red zone, I believe we only had like five possessions in the game, and uh, four of those possessions ended in the red zone. Um, we didn't punt all game, so that, that's definitely a great sign. Uh, but we had one where we're uh, going on two, and our center kind of lost uh, track of the snap count, snapped it, uh, lose it there. Uh, we get stopped on a fourth and eight, uh, fourth and goal from the eight-yard line. We get stopped at the one-yard line. Um, another one we fumble going into the end zone, and then the other one we punch in with our heavy package uh, with uh, one of those two defensive ends, Haven Green. We have him uh, move in, take a direct snap, and he just barrels over guys in those short yard situations. Uh, so, look, we moved the ball all game. Uh, you know, it's just uh, learning how to capitalize and finish on those drives, and I think we'll get better at it. So tell me about that. <clears throat> you guys also have a heavy package. Is it similar to the one that Varsity rolls out? Uh, we don't actually, and it's uh, to me, it's just that we're not using that same thing uh, in case you know a lot of varsity coaches uh, come to our games. I don't want to use the same thing that they use yeah. just because I, I don't want to give them a look at that special pack. You know, we typically stay in, in uh, you know doubles or trips. We're not messing around a whole lot in formations. Uh, 
so what we use is a package we call Beast. It's uh, very similar to that old uh, hammer package back when uh, Coach Landrum was our coordinator, uh, where we play in an overloaded offensive line, and we bring uh, one of our defensive linemen in as a fullback and a linebacker as a tailback, and we direct snap to another one of those bigger guys. So it's just something simple, man, and it's just uh, to not give – opposing teams too much of a sneak peek of how uh coach young bases his meat wagon package yeah for sure dude so what's next man you guys are where you guys play next we're going to be at central lafouche next uh wednesday at 5 30 i believe that date would be the 14th if i'm not mistaken uh so at central lafouche 5 30 at Central Lafouche, 5.30. Man, look, we talk often about on the varsity level how, oh, man, you know, it's a big parish driver, you know, taking on Thibodeau, and then now you guys are taking on Central Lafouche. And does it matter? Like, is it a rivalry at the freshman level, too? I mean, look, the kids still know the other kids. They face one another in middle school or whatever. Like, do those games mean a little bit extra at the lower levels, too? Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, in the locker man, Coach, you hear what they're saying on Snap right now, man? It's, it's like, yeah, yeah, they get into it, man. These kids know each other. They played against each other in middle school. And uh, not so much that we see as coaches. We were more, more focused on getting our kids better, that kind of stuff. But as far as the kids, man, we, we uh, coaching 14- and 15-year-olds at our level, so it's a lot of, a lot of chirpiness uh, back and forth. But uh, you get to the game, man, it was clean as could be. Those, those kids uh, were very classy, and uh, as were ours, no, nothing dirty happened. But it's definitely a, you know, a rivalry where they want to beat each other. So, yeah, absolutely, that does carry over. It's actually about some baseball here for a second is that there's going to be some resolutions one way or another today in terms of deciding, <clears throat> excuse me, who's going where, <clears throat> I'm sorry, who's going to be select, who's going to be non-select, who's going to win their appeals, who's going to lose their appeals, which is going to have a, a better idea for you all, who's going to be in foray for the upcoming baseball season. Do you have any preference either way, or is it just a situation where, you know, hey man, like just tell us what it is so that we could, you know, figure some things out? Yeah, I think it's definitely more of the latter. Uh, you know, we during the regular season, we got to play those guys anyway. And so much about, uh, you know, playoff positioning. I guess the, the only thing that's really, uh, you know, concerning is, is the number. But as far as what teams are going to be in the bracket, that, that really doesn't matter to me. Uh, it's more in line of are they cutting it down, okay, because that, that changes everything. You know, it, it might change the way you schedule a certain team. So if you only got to be in the top 24 to make the playoffs, or if you got to get all the way up to number 12 to have home field advantage in the first round as opposed to number 16. That's a tremendous difference, man. So, uh, yeah, uh, definitely we have time to plan it out. I, I feel terrible for uh, every football coach in the state because uh, this should not be happening in season. Uh, but it is what it is, man, and uh, everybody's going to have to adjust to it. But, uh, yeah, definitely we uh, – very much interested and intrigued by what the number of teams in the bracket are going to look like on the 4A side. No doubt about it, man. Look, uh, we were sitting next to you guys on the varsity level on last Friday, and uh, I know you got a chance to see them, and you were super impressed, as everyone else was. Now they're taking on Thibodeau tonight over at Tiger Stadium. Uh, be a big challenge. You know, you got to slow down some athletes, got to make some, you know, you know, some tackles in open field and keep their playmakers out of open space. But on the flip side to that, Thibodeau has to do all the same things to South Lafouche's explosive offense. Coach, I think we might see a lot of points scored tonight. This has uh, has the potential, at least on paper, to be a shootout. Yeah, man, that drive back might be after curfew. <laughs> I think it's going to be a long uh, knockdown drag out, uh, just like last week was. I mean, that, that first quarter, that was unreal. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that was uh, like a half of most games. But, yeah, I think that both teams probably have the same exact game plan in mind. It's, it's all about ball control, controlling the clock, keep the opposing offense on the field, off the field, 
capitalizing on drives. And uh, defensively, if you're going to bend, bend but don't break and try to force a few turnovers uh, because both teams are very capable of moving the ball. It's going to be, you know, it's, it's all that doesn't matter. The stats don't matter. The total yardage doesn't matter. you got to score one more point on the scoreboard than the other team at the end of the day. So uh, it's going to be about controlling the clock, time of possession, and getting takeaways, in my opinion. What's the difference between playing at home and playing on the road? Because, look, man, let's be honest, crowd noise and communication, like none of those things really get disrupted. But what's the difference between, you know, being at your home field versus loading up the bus, heading up the bay to Thibodeau? Like, obviously, everybody's better at home. The records indicate that. Why is that? What are some of the reasons for that? Oh, well, it's just the comfort thing. There's no, uh, you know, stress of, uh, you know, something as simple as is the bus here on time or do we have our pads do we have everything that we need it's just a lot more calming to where hey if i forgot my mouthpiece i could go uh get a trainer to walk back to the locker room and get a mouthpiece it's not a big deal so it's uh you know it's a lot as a player and as a coach there's a lot more of checklist things to do if you're taking a road trip and it has to be well planned and well organized ahead of time from everybody to the last guy at the end of the line on the team, you know, it's you have to have all your stuff in a row for the team to be successful and as coaches to make sure that everything is organized. And then, obviously, I mean, everybody gets juiced for the tarp. It's, it's a lot easier to get juiced uh, for a home game uh, on the football side. So, uh, you know, I think it's all little factors that, you know, go into it, playing at home. They just ain't nothing like it. But there's also a lot to be said for being able to go on the road, rally the wagons, and go accomplish a mission together as well. Yep, very good. Well, look, my man, thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, bro. All right, brother. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros with South LaFouche High School, coaching the freshmen, also coaching the baseball program as always, and helping out on varsity and Friday nights, communicating with Coach Young, seeing some things that he sees upstairs in the press box, doing a wonderful job. They're going to be playing, he said, what, Wednesday at 5.30 against Central Foos. That'll be out in Matthews because the Trojans are coming down the bayou for the varsity game. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Brian Curell, Golden Medal Middle School. His Lions got a victory over East Thibodeau. It was their first win in a while. We'll at, uh, chat with Coach Curell, who's certainly very pleased about the way his team played in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving LaFouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Your good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. Dot com. You know us, we love to chat about middle school football here on Play by Play. We're the only ones who do it. We talked about LCO's win earlier in the show. We talked about E.D. White's win over Lockport early in the show. Now we're going to talk about Golden Meadows' victory over East Thibodeau with their head football coach, Coach Brian Kiro, who's on the line now. Coach, good afternoon, man. How are you? I'm doing fine. And yourself? Doing just fine, brother. Big win for your team on Wednesday night. They performed well on the road, survived the lightning delay and everything of the sort. I know you got to be awfully proud of the way your team performed. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we, we are work in progress. And, uh, you know, we try to get better every week. And uh, we, we thought we would get canceled uh, due to weather. And we had about a 45-minute delay. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we got to play. And I was happy. Coach, I got to tell you, man, I've seen most of your games this year. You guys uh, have some really talented kids, man. Maybe don't have the depth that you would want to have. But for a while there, man, like you guys compete with everyone. You were right there with Raceland. You were right there with E.D. White. And then obviously you finished the deal against East. Uh, You guys have some good players out there, bro. You guys are much improved from the last couple years. Yeah, yeah, we do. We we got a bunch of kids that, that you know, we got some, some kids that can play. But uh, the problem is experience. I mean, they, I have very few kids that have come through the Bantam program and, and you know, have played football. So, you know, they're kind of starting in now. And, you know, that that's the difference. You know, um, you know those kids are, are not ready yet. That's the best way to say it, you know. Yeah, no doubt but, about uh, it. Uh, the Redding kid goes off, man. Three touchdowns, a bunch of two-point conversions. I know he's a mule on defense, too. He was an animal on Wednesday, wasn't he? Yeah, well, you know, Jack. Jack's one of my favorites, man. He, he's such a coachable kid. He's such a good kid. You tell him what to do, and he gets it done immediately. And, uh, you know, the first few games, I could tell he was hungry for a touchdown. You know, and he, you know, he wanted it bad. And when he got his first one, I, t- I asked him, I said, how that feels, man? How that feels? And he said, great, man, great. I said, we'll get you another one. And he did. He had three. He, he he really had a good game. Tell us about the way your defense performed. As I saw East in the Jamboree, they had some athletes, man, but you guys were able to keep them off balance. How did you guys play defensively? Well, I tell you what, we uh, we went to a 5-3 defensively because, you know, we knew that they were going to get outside on us, and uh, our ends came up the field and, and, and held on. and we, we forced them to come up the middle, and that played right into our hands, you know. We, we contained them from getting to the outside. You know, they, they broke a couple on us, but other than that, at the end of the day, we, we did well, and I, and I was pleased. Middle school football, man, look, 
Council. I think we would all agree LCO on paper has probably the best team in the area. But other than that, everybody feels like they're about the same. Look, I went and watched West Thibodeau and Raceland on Wednesday. That was a very close game. West pulled away a little bit before the lightning delay. That was very close. You guys have played close with some of the other teams. Like It feels like there's a whole lot of parity in the middle there, and you guys have some opportunities, I think, to win a couple of more games you're coming in. Well, yeah, no doubt what you said is correct. Um, you know, LaRose definitely by far is probably the best team out there. Uh, Coach Pokey does a good job with those kids, and, uh, you know, he buy, they buy into his system. But, um, you know, everybody else, hey, you're right. Uh, every game we played so far, we thought we could have won. We thought we could have squeaked out a victory. And, you know, and, and, and the next few games, we feel the same way. You know, so like you said, we, we could be anywhere from last to the middle of the pack to second. You know, it's just it all comes down to how we perform that night. And like you said, everybody is about the same. So tell us about this. Uh, who do you guys play next, and what are some things you guys are working on in practice to try to get ready for that? Well, our, our, our next game is against Bayou Blue, and it's going to be on Wednesday at South Lafouche. Uh, one thing we definitely working on is it, it, this week is doing a better job tackling. Uh, we did give up 14 points, and, you know, the, the times we gave it up, they got to the outside, and we tried to arm tackle too much, and that, that can't happen. So we definitely have to uh, put in that in practice and do a better job tackling, for sure. What did you tell the boys after the win? Because it had been a long time for you all, and then for some of them, the younger guys, it may have been the first one that they've gotten in their middle school career. What did you tell the boys after the win? Well, well, two years ago, we went undefeated with the uh, that'd be the tenth grader, and um, you know, all these kids were sixth graders at the time, all these eighth graders. And last year, we didn't win a game, so we went from you know on top of the hill to the bottom real quick. And uh, you know, now we're just working our way to try to to try to win games, you know, try to get to that 500 marker better. But, uh, yeah, you know, we talked about, you know, how it, how it felt to win. You know, a lot of these kids haven't experienced that in a while, like you said. So, so yeah, that was our focus, how, how it felt to win. Coach, man, uh, you've been doing this a while, and from what I understand, th- th- these are your, some of your final weeks doing it. And, look, we talk, we talk with Coach Brian Colley all the time. And, look, he's now not coaching and – He's open with us. He says, man, I miss it like hell. You know, it's not an easy thing. Whenever this football season is over, are you going to miss this stuff, dude? But it's like, I know you love what you do. How hard is it going to be to walk away? Well, I've been doing it. I was the head coach for 20 years. Been coaching at the school for 25. And, um, you know, I told my wife and all, and I thought well, it's time for me to get out. Um, you know, at the end of the day, my, my son's a senior. He'll be moving on to college, and I guess we'll have empty nests. And I, I said, you know, I'm I'm 50 years old. I, I'm tired of being outside in the sun and the heat every day. But I'm, you know, I'm gonna go home and shut it down. And look, I'm gonna give up the program to Coach Derek Brune, who's a young guy. He's been with me for seven years. You know, he's energetic. He wants to be here. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, I'm leaving it in good hands. So I'm happy. I'm gonna be pleased with what I'm doing. And now you get to go watch your kids coach and everything. Wasn't you got some other ones on the tree that are coming up, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, my, my daughter Elizabeth uh, is student teaching right now, and she coaches three sports at Salafouche. So you know, I'm gonna start going to those games and supporting her, and, and and it'll be what it'll be. So, coach, tell me about this, dude. Like you were coaching in Golden Medal whenever it was a junior high. Whenever I was in a student, whenever I was a student in the late '90s, early 2000s. How much have the kids changed? Uh, because, you know, we, we hear it all the time. 
oh, the kids are different. You've seen it. Are the kids actually different? Or, you know, tell us about that. Well, I mean, times have changed. You, you, you know how th- this generation is now about phones. And, you know, when, when we was younger, it was about playing outside. And, you know, you couldn't wait to go compete in sports, you know. But uh, now that, that's not the biggest concern for these kids, you know. Uh, you know, going to bitty basketball, going to, you know, I guess Bantam football, and going play baseball. All those small things is really not important to some of these kids now. You know, a, a lot of these kids, they just want to be jersey wearers. You know, they just want to say, that, hey, I'm part of the team. You know, and, and that's okay, too. But, you know, in, in the first four, five, six, seven, ten years of my coaching football, I had some guys that were competing, that wanted to win, that wanted to every day, what can I do to start? How can I get better? How can I compete for a job? You know, so. Yeah. Times have changed. Times have changed. Look, man, you're a Tarpon football dad. As you said a minute ago, your son Jacob's a big part of what they do. We had Chandler Guitros on in the last segment talking about the freshman group, and he also previewed the varsity game. We had B.J. Young on Wednesday. If I had to guess, you've probably watched a little huddle of Thibodeau over the week. What are some things South Lavouche has to do well tonight? Well, uh, offensively, I mean, look, I think we're going to be okay tonight. Um, I, I, I like Coach B.J. Young's offense. I like, you know, how they mix it up. They, they run the ball well, and they throw the ball well. You know, you, you got four good receivers that can play. Carson Carson gets it done at quarterback. Uh, Abram Berg at, at, at running back. They're okay. I think defensively is where we got to get better. You know, uh, probably got to do a little more tackling better and, you know, things like that because Thibodeau's going to have a bunch of athletes. Um, they got a very good quarterback in, uh, in Ian Rodriguez, and, uh, you know, he, he gets it done. So, you know, we're going to have to tackle tonight and, and, and try to keep pace with them. Coach, your son is a prime player on football, basketball, and baseball. He's a receiver for football. He's a guard for basketball. He's a pitcher, infielder for baseball. Which one of the three sports do you enjoy watching him play the most? Or do you have a preference? And then also, as a dad, which one of the three sports makes you most nervous to watch him play? Well, I think, I think his favorite sport is baseball. Uh, we, we enjoy watching him play baseball. But... Uh, uh, we we a seasonal, you know, we a seasonal family. I mean, uh, I definitely enjoy football. I mean, uh, last week he had uh, ten catches, one fifty-eight, <laughs> two touchdowns, and a two-point conversion. You know, we all about you know checking out the stats and stuff. But you know, he had a great game last weekend, and we're excited. You know, we're excited to go watch it. We're not even thinking basketball. We're not even thinking baseball. So to be honest with you, we just seasonal. We like to. We root for our kids during that, during that season. And then when the season's over, it's next. We move on. Next. Yeah, very good. Well, my friend, before we let you go, you said you're taking on Bayou Blue on Wednesday at home. And you you, know, you mentioned some of the things you guys got to get better at. Um, what What's going to be some keys to victory for you guys to try to get your second win of the season? Well, we definitely got to continue our offensive flow. You know, right now we, we, we're doing a better job moving the ball and and, and on defense, if we don't arm tackle and, and we get to the ball, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven guys get to the ball, we're gonna we, we hopefully can get a win. And uh, and that's what I told my kids yesterday at practice. I said just because you won one game means nothing. Next, you know, the week's over. We got to move on. We got to focus on the next opponent. But you know, if we we put in the things we do and we execute it, we'll be okay Wednesday. What's it been like? 
you know, because you guys aren't on your your campus and you guys are, you know, moving around here from what you're used to. What's that been like, man? I know it's been a unique, you know, new normal, as they say, for you all. Well, I mean, at the new school, we uh, I don't want to say a cow pasture, but we're, we're practicing in a big empty, empty field uh, right now where we don't have the turtle back uh, from at Gouda Meta Middle. Uh, we don't have the field house to dress in. You know, we dress in the cafeteria type stage. Uh, it, it's different. It's different, you know. But, hey, at the end of the day, we do whatever it takes, you know, to get it done. Yeah, no doubt. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, okay, buddy? All right. Thank you, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Brian Curo with Golden Meadow Middle School doing a wonderful job. They got a big victory over East Thibodeau. Let me tell you something. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler, as Paul Heyman would say. They're not done winning yet. They're not done winning yet. They lost some close ones to E.D. White and Raceland. Guess what? E.D. White and Raceland are some of the better teams in the past. There are some other games on that schedule that they're going to be very competitive in and that they're going to win. They're not finished winning yet. I promise you of that. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Damien St. Pierre, another Golden Medal Middle School guy, but we're going to chat with Damien about more than just that. We'll talk some professional college, everything in between. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The music on the bayou, the Raging Cajun, 1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. 
When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Wait to hear this song on an actual WWE program sometime soon. That is, of course, Cody Rhodes, who did such an excellent job before the injury. We go to the phone lines now. For the final time in the show, we're going to Golden Meadow Middle School. Um, boys basketball coach Damien St. Pierre, also South Lafouche Biddy basketball uh, president Damien St. Pierre. Coach D, good afternoon, buddy. How are you? Hey, Case, good afternoon, man. It's be hard to follow Coach Pierre right there, man. <laughs> Some Golden Meadow legacy. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Uh, and look, man, let's let's lead off with that. They get a win on Wednesday. You and I both wanted to be there, but the rain kind of chased us both away. That means a lot to those kids, man. Look, Coach Kirill said it in the interview two years ago. You go undefeated. Last year, you go winless. To finally get back in the winter circle means a lot, man. I know those boys are going to be, you know, holding their head a little bit higher on campus the next couple of days. Absolutely, much needed. Uh, you know, they were they were in. Every game they played so far this season that they were in it and, you know, they just ran out of steam towards the, towards the end of the game and a couple more plays go their way, a, a little bit more time in their, in their practice scheduling and, and, and they're right in those games and you could be looking at, you know, uh, say undefeated season, but it, it, it's possible, you know, a couple different plays go your way. We may not even be invited back to those games because that's the first game that we miss of the season and, and they win it. <laughs> yeah, fair point, man. Look. Let's let's shift gears a little bit and talk some bitty basketball. You you brought this up in, during the last time we had you on. Now the cat is all the way out of the bag, but it's been been released in the local media and everything of the sort. And you guys are actually doing signups and everything at the Larose Civic Center. Two leagues now, one league. It is now South Lafouche bitty basketball. Always around. Uh, gonna have the kids from Larose in the program. You, leagues come together. I think this is much needed. What's the response been like since the news is kind of broken here? It, it's been great. The community has been extremely acceptive uh, to, to what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish. Actually, I ran into uh, to a parent at, at supper last night that I was having with my family, and, and on the way out, he stopped me, and, and we talked for a while. He's like, man, this has been needed to happen so long. You know, we're, we're glad that, it, that it's finally happening. Um, and he, he said, what do you think that's going to benefit? And it took me a second to think about it, but you're looking at more games, you're looking at more practice times, you're looking at just more opportunity for more kids to be able to develop. And, you know, that, that's, that's, what we, that's our goal. That's what we want to do. It's all about the youth, and I'm, I'm ecstatic that we got a chance to kind of get this thing together. In case you sit, I'm sitting at, the, at my desk here at Danos, which is an awesome commercial, by the way, I heard on the, on the, uh, on the intro here. 
Um, and I'm looking at my spreadsheet. We have 522 kids at the moment. The biggest sign up we've ever had, and I think you were on board at the time, was maybe 514. So we're at, we're looking at some some numbers that we've never seen before, and we're happy to have you know anybody that wants to play. And I we talked about it in you know in, in the, the the newspaper article that, that we talked about. Um, I think you know to Phil Bychurch, that he's the LaRose president. We got together and, and kind of talked about this, and he mentioned this. There'll be a lot of kids that we think that maybe just having this this something new and you know something different that may play that haven't played before, and that ultimately that, that's what we want. That, that's exactly what we're striving. So talk to me about this, man, because, look, the one thing that I heard, and, and I think it's a ridiculous argument, but the one thing that I heard that was negative was someone said, oh, well, you know, fewer kids are going to have the opportunity to play All-Stars. Now, clear that up, because I think that's a misnomer, because, look, South Lafourche Bitty Basketball has made, you know, B teams. They've made, and, heck, if they've got enough kids and enough demand, you guys probably would make a C team, even if need be. Everybody who wants to play beyond the season that's able to play and that, you know, is capable of playing beyond the season will still get that opportunity, right? Absolutely. And, you know, as long as kids are there to participate and, and we could be, uh, even if it's not, I don't want to say non-competitive, but a developmental type of team, you know, we're up for that. But look, let's look at, let's look at the big picture here. Both leagues have had trouble filling all-star teams in the past three years. Just not a lot of parents that want to put that time and effort. And it, it takes a lot. It takes money. It takes time and uh, traveling. You're giving up your weekends and, you know, not everyone is on board with that. And speaking specifically from LaRose, the last three seasons, I don't know if they had many girls programs, many girls teams in that all-star league. And, you know, the younger groups at, at, at times we have trouble filling out that 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 person. And you're giving opportunities to kids, but I don't think anybody's going to be missing out. I just think it's going to be, we'll be more competitive whenever we're having to, to travel out of town. And, you know, like I, like, like you said, B team, C team, whether that's, it's uh it's an age-based team where you do 12-year-olds and 11-year-olds. I mean, the possibility is endless to be able to, to create opportunities for this kid to play basketball. So you guys have another sign-up on Thursday at the LaRose Civic Center. And then give us a rundown on when you guys are going to look to start, you know, putting the ball on the floor and rolling it out. So our 14U league is going to start. We're hoping to, to get some games in by the end of the month. That's going to be our first priority because we want to get those kids that, are, that, are, that want to participate um, in before their middle school tryouts and their freshman ball tryouts. It's a freshman-based, freshman, seven, eight-grade-based league. So we want to make sure those guys and, and, and girls are taken care of before their tryouts, make sure they're ready. And then we're looking to start the rest of the league in you know, mid-October, a month from now. Um, like you said, Laurel Civic Center next Thursday, which is the 15th of September from 5.30 to 7.30. You could sign up online, uh, visit our Facebook page, or um, read the Lafouche Gazette article online. They have, there's a there's a direct link from there. You can sign up pretty easy. All payment options are listed. But uh, after that meeting, we're going to try to close registration. We know there's going to be some stragglers coming in at the end, and that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll find a place for you kid to play. Um, and we're going to try to get the season off the ground. We're going to set coaches. We're going to set draft dates. And then once that's all in motion, um, you know, coaches get together, draft, and we, we, we set, you know, we're going to set up our rules for the season that, I think we're going to adopt a lot of the things that we've been doing in the past, but there's some good ideas floating around right now that we'll talk about implementing into the season. But, um, you know, once that draft starts, it, it's on. Practice starts the next day and then a couple weeks of practice and we're, we're ready to play. One thing I've been asked by parents, and, and I don't know the answer, so I'll ask you, LaRose at times would play some midweek games, whereas you guys would stick to the weekends. Are your, is your schedule going to be weekends only, or will there be some midweek opportunities? 
I think I've been in this. I've been in with Salafus Bidi. I think this is my eleventh or twelfth season. Um, the proof's in the pudding, man. We're gonna we're gonna play. We're gonna play on the week on the weekends, and we're gonna practice on the weekdays. Uh, I, I think that's that's. I, I think that's what needs to be done. Yeah, yeah and, and we'll have extra gyms. That's gonna be the thing. We're gonna be able to put some turn midseason tournaments in, uh, some Thanksgiving tournaments or fall break tournaments like we've done in the past, and we're not gonna have any issues. Uh, will we have enough time to get this in? We know in the season tournaments we always wanted to put in. We finally got to do it one year, and it was awesome. And now we're, you know, now we have more than enough room to be able to put those games together. All right, so let's talk about this now. Let's shift gears and talk some LSU football. You and I are maybe the only two guys who are not off the Brian Kelly bandwagon after what happened in week one. What were your thoughts, man? Because on the one hand, yeah, it sucked. LSU didn't play well. They lost. But on the other hand, I'm thinking to myself, like, look, this team never quit. They kept competing. Last year, they would have lost by 20-plus because they would have given up. And then to the flip side to that, there's a lot of LSU fans think that LSU lost to, like, you know, nobody state. Florida State might be a top 25 team before the year ends. Maybe they're just pretty good. I think that, you know, we're maybe crying wolf a little bit too prematurely here in Baton Rouge. Okay, see, I felt like you and I were back-to-back in a bar fight. Fighting <laughs> all these haters and doubters, and, man, it was, it was bad on, on social media on, on Sunday night. To me, the biggest part of the, of the, of the, the entire game and I know multiple people said this already, but Florida State had an entire game to figure out what LSU figured out. Um, you know, to make those adjustments, LSU looked like a different football team from mid third quarter to the end of that game, and that was just, hey, this ain't working. You know, we thought this was working. Let's make this adjustment here. Let's make this adjustment here. Um, you know, Mike Denbrock is a—he's going to be a good—he he is a good offensive coordinator, but it took him a little bit to figure out what he needed to do. And when they started speeding up that offense, Jaden Daniels looked like a superstar. He may have overthrown a couple guys, but he's still he, – he may he may take off running too too much, but he's like an unseasoned gumbo. you got to season it up a little bit. And I think with a, with a few more snaps and, and you know, some, some time to build some chemistry with, uh, you know, with his, with his receivers, which that's a whole other story with, with Keishon Butte. That, that's, that's, that's borderline embarrassing what happened to him on Sunday night. I think LSU is going to be in a good place. Brian Kelly obviously knows what he's doing because he's won more than more games than anybody else that's, that's coaching at the moment. Um, you know, he's going to take he's going to take some season or two to get used to that SEC play and the, and, and everything else that goes into that. And I'm just I'm, I'm bought in, and that's uh, one of the few teams and, and and schools and sports that I support. I'm not a professional football or basketball person, but I am a I'm a college football diehard, and I'm a I'm a college basketball diehard, and I'm I'm sticking with BK, and I'm until uh, you know until they go 0 and 12. I'm I'm going to be right there with them. <laughs> so let me ask you this: you know, as an athletic administration, do you then stop scheduling these games in Week One, knowing that hey, two years in a row you lost your opener to a team that played a Week Zero game? Like, wouldn't it be more wise to face, let's say, Air Force in Week One, and then face your big opponent in Week Two? Like, I feel like that's just a scheduling bugaboo, and LSU should do better planning in the future. Unless you're like a Notre Dame and, and Ohio State when they played, you know you it, it's a similar. Um, I mean, it, it's two head teams going against each other. You know, two top ranked teams against, going against each other. Maybe that's the thought process that was going into this game that LSU and Florida State were going to be in that top fifteen, top ten kind of realm. But there's a reason that Alabama plays Utah State to open the season and, and destroys them. That's a confidence builder. 
you get you working out the bugs, and we didn't have a chance to do that because we were going against a team that had already played, and a team, and let's just be honest, talent wise, is pretty similar to what we to, to what LSU is at the moment. Yeah, no doubt about that. So let's talk a little bit of professional football for a second. Um, man, everybody was on the Bills. Everybody was, you know, hey, the Bills got a chance to win it all. I, I'm I'm open to saying on the show last year, I thought the Bills were the best team. They played bad defense for one possession, gave up a prevent touchdown, and lost a game to the Chiefs that they should have won. Well, they go on the road, and they don't just beat the Super Bowl champions last night. They beat the hell out of the Super Bowl champions last night, putting everybody on notice like, man, we may have a clear, definitive uh, best team in the NFL right now, and it may be in Buffalo. Man, I think they hurt last year in that AFC Championship loss to the Chiefs. That last 13 seconds in one of the, what could be one of the greatest football games that's ever been played, I think that hurt. And they went into the offseason with that on their mind and knowing what they need to do to get to that next level and get to the Super Bowl. And Josh Allen, the star, I mean, he showed it last night. Unbelievable performance there. Um, they're going to need a little bit from their their backfield. I don't know if Singletary or Moss is the, is the name or if they could kind of is, – is the answer, if they could kind of put it together. Receiving core is obviously there. Diggs had a, had a great game last night. Uh, Knox is a, is a is a I'm not gonna say he's a top flight tight end, but he's he's a guy that could that can make plays, and um and then I think the guy that caught the three touchdown pass in the AFC Championship game was a Davis that caught the first one last night on that yep. little uh, rollout. I mean he, he's more than serviceable. I, th- I think the offense was there and last night. Um, you know, they made they made Matt Stafford look like he was playing with the Lions again. That defense did uh, did extremely well as well last night. You know, another thing that they got going is that they've got the attention of everyone around the league. I see Odell Beckham last night, who's a free agent, uh, healing from his injury, saying, hey, man, Buffalo looks nice. Like, he's flirting around with them. See Adrian Peterson, like, Adrian Peterson's probably done. He's not going to play anymore. But he's even saying, man, I wish I could go run for Buffalo. They've got everybody's attention, dude. And when you've got that vibe and you've got everybody, you know, looking at you like that, uh, that's a really good thing to have. That's a good place to be. It, It looks fun. That's the main thing. It looks like they're having a blast and they're winning in the in the process. You could tell a lot of hard work's going in from the off season and going into the going into this season. It just looked like last night they had a different speed and they wanted it more than what the Rams could even remotely dish out last night. Saints are going on the road, taking on Atlanta. Atlanta should not on paper be any good. We don't know what New Orleans is just yet. New coach and new personnel. What are you expecting, man? I think New Orleans better win this one by a lot, or it may be you know, kind of a rough go. What are you expecting from the Saints on Sunday? I'm, I'm echoing that sentiment 100%. There's no gimme wins in the NFL, but this is a game that you have to win. You can't lay an egg like you did last year against the Giants. I may have kept you out of the playoffs. and uh, it, it's, it's a must win. The Falcons are down. I think uh, the Bucks are – we kind of talked about this last week. You know, the Bucks are, are – in a weird spot with, with Brady dealing with some off-the-field issues. And then the Panthers, you don't know what you're going to get there. It's it's the Saints' division to win, in my opinion. Um, you know, as far as the way I feel about it, it's probably not something I'm going to verbally share on the radio, but um, <laughs> it's, it's a game they have to win. And I'm anxious to see what Jameis Winston is going to do coming off that, that, that injury. I want to see um, – you know, I'm, I'm an offensive guy, so – I want to see what Chris Olave is going to do in you know in his his first game, uh, and you know obviously uh, if if Alvin Kamara can continue his uh, is he is he suspended? No, he is a, he is good to go for now at least. Okay, okay, yeah, for now. I like I like the way you put that for now. <laughs> so, let, uh, but you know, see if he can continue doing what he's doing. The offense offense is going to be there. I, I think 
I'm looking forward to actually looking forward to see Jameis Winston. He's, I, have a, I have a soft spot in my heart for the guy, and I think uh, I want to see him succeed. Let's talk about some wrestling for a minute. Clash of the Castle was this past weekend. A lot happened. You have um, Dominic turning on his father and Edge, joining you know, Judgment Day, which I think is the best thing he could have ever done for his career. You got um, a very physical match between Sheamus and Gunther. Uh, you got the main event where Tyson Fury's getting involved. Um, you know, the third Uso brother that we don't know anything about is getting involved. What were your thoughts, man? They posted another big number on Monday, and it looks like fans are continuing to pay attention to what they're doing. It's entertaining. The storylines are compelling, and it's entertaining. They're putting different people in different spots and giving guys opportunities that uh, that didn't have them before, um, you know, because of the previous regime. And I, I want to see. I, I'm I'm bought into this to it right now, and you and I talked about it in our in our little group text that I want to see if they could develop newer talent that's coming in. I think Triple H can. He's done it in NXT uh, a million times, only to have his people come into the WWE and fail ultimately because they probably weren't given the right uh, the right opportunities. But you know, we talked about the the, the Sheamus and Gunther match, and we kind of joked around about it. But did you see that Dave Meltzer gave it a five star rating? Wow! And so it was the match that the pay per view was in England, but that match was in Japan. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's the second five-star rating that he gives um, the WWE in the last, what I think, six months or, or five months. That's a, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that, that is really cool, man. One thing that we didn't talk about here is, and I don't know how much you've been watching the Monday Night Shows. There's this weird thing going on with The Miz and Dexter Loomis who's an NXT guy. Like, The Miz is terrified because Dexter Loomis keeps kidnapping him every week, and now The Miz is wrestling exclusively in cage matches so that no one could get him out of the cage. Then he's about ready to beat Bobby Lashley Monday, and as he's climbing out of the cage, Dexter Loomis is like laying limp on the ground, staring at him, and then Loomis gets in the cage and beats the hell out of the Miz. That's a fun little storyline. That's an old-school storyline, and it's got my eyes peeled every time Miz is on the TV. I'm going to have to catch up on that. I, 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 I watched bits and, pieces, bits and Pieces on Monday, and I haven't got a chance to go back and watch the, the recording, but now that you, you're talking about that, that sounds extremely entertaining. I'm going to definitely have to go back and uh, – and check that out. So let's talk about this very briefly, and then I'll let you go. AEW's having some problems, man. They have a pay-per-view event, and, you know, first and foremost, I don't know why they're hosting, like, these press conferences after the pay-per-views, but they're hosting them, and every single time it, it's not working out. CM Punk's getting behind a mic, and he's bad-mouthing everybody and talking bad and going off the rails and saying that the co- the company vice presidents couldn't run a target and going off on the Young Bucks, and it causes a fight, which... Punk gets injured in the fight, now has to relinquish the title. Everybody involved in the fight is suspended. You do some recruiting, and you also do some managing and everything, you know, as, as a coach or whatever it may be. Um, the vibe isn't right. At what point do does AEW say, yo, CM Punk, you've had issues everywhere you've ever been? Like, at some point, they're going to have to just cut bait and get rid of him, right? You, you took the words out, right out of my mouth. The guy has issues being that top guy. As much as he talks about and wants it, he did it in WWE, but right right after his uh, his quote unquote pipe bomb interview in Chicago, he went and he ended up winning the championship, and he was a champ for a while, and then left, and then had issues, and there's kind of the same thing going here. So look, some guys are, are are second, you know, second and third place guys, and that's okay, uh, and they can hand. Not everybody can handle that pressure at the top. It's a lot of pressure you carried an entire organization on your back, and what do you do? Uh, you know. 
you get down by 20 in a basketball game and, you know, you get frustrated, you start hard fouling or a coach gets thrown out. It's kind of that same mind frame. You know, you got the, got the quote unquote loser limp uh, going on right now. I, I just, I think it's, it, it's time to cut. They, they, they have enough talent and they have enough, uh, you know, they got enough things going on over there to, to not have to deal with that anymore. That's a, a locker room issue. Very quickly before we let you go, give me a score for LSU and Southern. Give me a score for the Saints and the Falcons. Oh, man. I, I think LSU is going to put some points on the board. I know Southern put up 86 last last week, but I, I don't know what. I, I've never heard of the school that they're playing before. So I'm going to go, um, man, a defense that was bend and don't break. I'm going to go like 48-10 okay. Southern. And then Saints, I'll go uh, I'll go, 20, I'll go 24-10 for the, for the Saints. So, Ten points, both both opponents there. Last question: Have you seen like a tiger walking around or anything? I'm missing a tiger. I I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting till I get off of work to post something on Facebook about it because I I think I got a couple zingers in there that we'll uh we'll go. I'll, I'll tag you in that. Sounds like a winner. Thanks so much for the time, buddy. Absolutely, Casey. Thank you. Yep, that is Damien Saint Pierre. If you guys didn't catch the tiger joke, there's apparently a tiger that is. On the loose in Homa. I don't know if that's real or not. Stop texting me and asking me if it's real or not. I do know there's a circus in town. I guess in theory one could have gotten away. But I also do know that the person who shared the original rumor on social media is kind of... If you understand what I'm saying. So I don't know. Some of the stuff there is real. Some of the stuff is fake. But if you were in Homa, public service announcement. And we have a large listening audience of people who work in Homa. If you are in the Homa area today and you see a tiger... Call the local authorities. Call 911. Let them know. And then I also saw another joke today that I thought was kind of funny, which is, well, they would have been able to find the tiger if the grass in the damn median wouldn't be so high. It's probably laying in the grass. Touche, Facebook. You win the argument of the day. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I've got weekend predictions of some things I'm expecting to see over the weekend here on Play by Play. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849. Hoorah! Thank you. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race, from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. 
Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional, serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. by play here on KLEB. Hope everybody's enjoying their Friday. We thank Damien St. Pierre, Brian Curell, and Chandler Guitros for their time. A reminder, join us tonight, live Varsity High School football coverage. 6.30 p.m. pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, South Lafourche and Thibodeau High School. Our broadcast is sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joseph the Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafourche Bank, Rev, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafourche Parish, Judge Division A, 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Dan Oss, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals. We uh, also want to remind you guys, join us after the broadcast is over for After the Lights, which will be presented, as always, by our presenting sponsor, Grand Dial Shipyard. GIS with corporate headquarters located right here in Galliano offers clients a single point of contact to utilize over 19 strategically located facilities, 2,600 plus employees, and 20 service lines serving upstream, midstream, and downstream markets. GIS aligns their services with operations from the conceptual stage through construction, commissioning, and asset maintenance with their complete turnkey services portfolio. Learn more and join their growing team today at www.gisy.com. So that'll be After the Lights, presented by GIS tonight. South Lafouche and Thibodeau broadcast at 6.30. And then after the game, stick around for our post-game recap over at Thibodeau High School. Some pregame, not listen to me pregame, some weekend predictions is what I meant to say. Um, some things I'm expecting to see over the weekend. My first weekend prediction is going to be 
Um, I think there are a lot of home underdogs in the NFL that are going to win on Sunday. Dallas is a home underdog. I think they've got a chance to beat Tampa. Um, Chicago is a big home underdog. I'm not picking them to beat the 49ers, but I wouldn't be surprised if that game is close. Carolina is a home underdog. I think they could beat Cleveland for a multitude of reasons. You know, obviously some are obvious, some some others aren't. Um, Arizona, big underdog against the Chiefs at home. I think that they could be in that game. Minnesota, an underdog at home against Green Bay. I think they could be competitive. So that's my first prediction is that I think a few of those home underdogs are going to actually find a way to get it done. Are going to find a way to get Week One victories. It's not often that a team in the NFL is an underdog on at home to begin with. You know, usually the team at home is the team that's favored by a couple of points here or there, unless if it's a gross mismatch. Some of these games I don't think are gross mismatches, and I think the home teams are going to take care of business. Next weekend prediction: I think that we're going to see Alabama beat the holy hell out of Texas tomorrow out in Austin. Alabama's a big favorite in the game. There are some concerns. Oh, man, it's going to be hot. Does Alabama have the steam to, you know, to make it happen? Oh, it's a game for Coach Sarkeesian to make a statement and get Texas back on the map. Alabama's a 20-point favorite. They're going to cover that number. They're going to beat the hell out of Texas tomorrow. They're going to run. They're going to throw. They're going to get defensive stops. Texas might have success for about a quarter or so, but Alabama's going to be ready to go. They're going to pound Texas into submission. Next prediction, don't be surprised if Vanderbilt gives Wake Forest a really good game tomorrow. Wake Forest is in the top 25, and a lot of teams or a lot of folks are kind of high on them as kind of a sleeper to make a run in the ACC. Vanderbilt's playing with some confidence. They go on the road in the opener and destroy Hawaii 63-10. to then last week they faced Elon, which is an FCS school. And look, they didn't play their best. They won 42 to 31. It's a game I actually bet on them to cover 17, and they ended up letting me down. But I watched that game. There were kind of some flukish things that happened. They could have won by more. It just didn't work out. I'm not saying they're going to beat Wake Forest, right? But just don't be surprised if you're looking around in the fourth quarter and saying, what, Vanderbilt's about to upset a top 25? I think they're going to be in position late to make it happen. Next weekend prediction. I think Pittsburgh is going to beat Tennessee. Not I'm not not all the way buying the Tennessee thing, right? You know, they've got a new coach, they score a bunch of points, they run one of those <laughs> Excuse me. It, it, it's frustrating, man. I I don't cough unless if I start talking, but obviously that doesn't make things great for radio. <laughs> We're getting better, I promise, though. We're going we're gonna to be all the way healed up by next week because we are getting much better. We, all, we do feel much better. But anyway, um, I don't buy the Tennessee hype train just yet. They run one of those spread offenses. They like to you know move uh, the ball up and down the field, and you know they like to you know run a bunch of plays. And I don't know. I just think Pittsburgh is going to be able to run the football on them and slow the game down. I think Pittsburgh is going to be able to play at their speed and their pace. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored in the game. But at the end of the day at home, I just think Pittsburgh will be able to get it done. I'm picking them to get the win. Tonight in the local high school scene, I'm predicting Vanderbilt to make a statement. I think they're going to beat Central Lafouche tonight by a lot. 
I know I mentioned earlier in the week on the show that they better beat Central Lafouge by a lot, kind of make that statement. I think they will. Uh, Tommy Minton and his crew, you know they're frustrated. You know they're angry. They don't like being 0-1. They don't like getting beat bad by E.D. White. They're gonna, <clears throat> excuse me, they're going to be ready to go. I think that they're going to put it on Vanderbilt pretty good tonight and get a big road win against uh, Central Lafouge. Another high school-level prediction, don't be surprised if South Terrebonne gets their first win against McDonough 35. McDonough 35 has athletes. They've got guys that could get in space, but they also are maybe going to be able to get put out of position at times by some of the athletes and some of the guys in the skill levels that, that South Terrebonne has. They lost to St. Aug in the opener. St. Aug's really good. Let, let's not pay too, too much mind to that. But I think Coach Babin and his staff are going to have his crew ready after losing week one. I still think Terrebonne's a good football team. You lose close to them, I think you could do some things. I think that'll be a good matchup and a good opportunity for South Terrebonne to maybe get a win. Also on the high school ranks, I think South Lafouche and Thibodeau is going to be a shootout tonight. <clears throat> I picked on Patreon Thibodeau to win the game in a shootout. I'm not going to make a pick here, but I do think that there's going to be a lot of points scored both ways. I think Thibodeau's defense, you know, Coach Dugat came on yesterday and he said, hey, man, um, you know, Lutcher's quarterback just did some things, you know, Winfield did some things we just couldn't handle. And I, I accept that, you know, that, that that's partially true, I guess, right? But that ain't the full story. You give up 60-plus, you're not playing very well on defense, man. They've got to clean some things up. The Tarpons, I think, will be able to get some guys into the middle of the field in space, get some first downs, move the chains. I think both teams are going to score. At the end of the day, I think what it's going to come down to is this, and this is a significant thing. When Thibodeau kicks it off, they're putting it in the end zone every time. Tarpons are going to get the ball to 20 every time. When South Lafouche kicks it off, it's a little half-ass, rinky-dink, pooch kick that Thibodeau will catch at the 41, 42-yard line, whatever it may be. The difference between going 80 yards and going 58 yards is huge. And then likewise, if Thibodeau forces South Lafouche to go three and out from the 20, South Lafouche is punting. Thibodeau is going to get the ball at like the 50-yard line, right, even if it's a good kick. Conversely to that, if Thibodeau starts their own drive at the 40, goes three and out, they're punting. South Lafouche is starting their own drive at the 30 or 25, whatever it may be. You're just losing yardage, losing yardage in special teams by their kicking game being better. The Tarpons are going to have to go longer than the Tigers will have to go on their drives, and I think those things are going to matter. I think those things are going to make a difference, but I do think it's going to be a shootout nonetheless. Last prediction that we got, I think that the Saints are going to beat the Falcons. I think the Saints are going to beat the Falcons decisively. I think it's going to be a good showing in the opener for New Orleans, just like it was last year whenever they uh, opened up against Green Bay and, and pounded on the Packers. So I think that the Saints are going to open up on the road and, and take care of the Dirty Birds. Let's catch a break when we get back. I've got betting picks for you all, some things that I'm paying attention to in the world of sports. Hopefully make everybody a little extra money. It's play-by-play -play on KLEB. Today's Medical Minute is provided to you by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center. Hello, I'm Billy Nakian, the director of the Spine Center of Excellence at Thibodeau Regional. Have you had a recent neck or back injury, or have you been suffering with recurrent neck and back pain? Have you been searching for relief? Thibodeau Regional has developed a unique approach to treating neck and back disorders. The Spine Center of Excellence provides a comprehensive, patient-centered approach to ensure that you receive the right care at the right time from the right provider. 
The Spine Center is different because it offers centralized access to multiple specialties and services. Patients and their referring physicians are led by a nurse navigator through a process of assessment and treatment, individually tailored to the patient's unique condition. In addition to total care coordination, the Spine Center's comprehensive services include everything from high-tech diagnostic imaging to physical therapy, surgery, alternative medicines, and chronic pain services. If you're experiencing back or neck pain, call today, 985-493-4501. The Spine Center of Excellence of Thibodeau Regional will put you on the path back to your normal routine. This Medical Minute was sponsored by Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, nationally recognized for providing the highest level of quality care and patient satisfaction. It's like a match made in heaven. Louisiana rice and Louisiana crawfish. And man, oh man, do they go together. Think crawfish and rice stir-fry, crawfish and rice casserole, our world-famous etouffee. Simple Louisiana ingredients, rice and crawfish. Cajun, Creole, baked, fried, boiled, however you like. Just start with rice and give those little mud bugs some spicy Louisiana love. The proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice invite you to visit startwithrice.com for recipes. Brought to you by the proud farmers of certified Louisiana rice. RTC, ETEL, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now, we're moving faster than ever before, propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, ETEL, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. My name is Stephanie Simeon. I am the executive director for the Workforce Development Board. We want our community back in Lake Charles. We offer a plethora of services, education, financial assistance, supportive services. We are here to put you back to work, Louisiana. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net always on the run and short on cash with a state bank and trust company debit card you can pay for goods and services without the need for cash in your pockets or the hassle of writing checks available on all consumer and commercial checking account holders call or stop by any state bank and trust location for all the details state bank and trust company cajun banking served just the way you like it member fdic Welcome back to Play by Play. We thank everybody for listening. Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Let's get you your betting picks and then we'll get out of here. <clears throat> Excuse me. I like Boise State to win today and cover minus 16 against New Mexico. Boise's down compared to what they usually are, but New Mexico is terrible. And LSU is actually going to be facing New Mexico in the next couple of weeks. Boise's going to put it on them good. Um, they're going to take care of business. I like Boise. Some college picks that I like. I already told you Alabama minus 20 over Texas. I love that one. Um, how about over 52 for South Carolina and Arkansas? I like that one. I like under 49 and a half for Wisconsin and Washington State. I like, uh, let's see. I also like um, Baylor plus three and a half over BYU. And then I also like 
Um, let's see. Notre Dame minus 20 over Marshall. Those are some college football lines that I like. But some picks for today. I like the Cardinals minus one and a half over the Pirates. Miles Michaelis throwing for St. Louis against the Pirates who just aren't any good. I think they'll take care of business there. I like the Yankees minus 110 money line over the Rays. I've been picking the Yankees for the last week or so, last couple of weeks. Sometimes they've paid me back. Sometimes they haven't. I think they're just, they're just starting to play better baseball and they'll get a win and kind of distance themselves from the Rays. Um, then also in Major League Baseball, I like um, over seven runs today between the Braves and Mariners. Charlie Martin has been unreliable at times. Robbie Ray is a good lefty, but the Braves destroy lefties. I think over seven is the play there. Some NFL lines that I like, and then we'll get out of here and wrap up the show. I like a lot of the home dogs, man. I think the Detroit plus four and a half is a good play. Um, I like, let's see, Carolina plus one and a half. I think that's a good play. Washington, I think, even though they're home favorite, minus two over Jacksonville. I like that one. Um, Arizona plus six over the Chiefs is a good one. I like Dallas plus two and a half over Tampa. So I like a lot of the home underdogs take care of business. I like under 44 and a half in Denver and Seattle amongst others that we're seeing on the board. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be on high school football tonight. I'm going to go drink some tea, get this voice healed up and rested up. We've done a lot of talking this week. It's been one crazy week, y'all. But we will be at South Lafouche High School tonight. The Tarpons are taking on Thibodeau 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock opening kick. Hope to see you at the stadium. If you do see us at the stadium, say hello. Don't be shy. Look forward to seeing everybody out there. Y'all be safe in them roads. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Stay dry. Stay safe. God bless. Y'all take care. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.